0: Coming up on this episode of the Crossfade Podcast, we're going to be taking a look at episodes 5, 6, and 7 of Netflix's Umbrella Academy. Did we love them? Did we hate them? Do we think Luther and Allison's thing is borderline incest? I don't know. Tune in and find out on this week's episode of the Crossfade Podcast. What's up, dude? recording uh uh you know we're doing episodes five six and seven of umbrella academy and stuff Mm -hmm. we said last week stuff's heating up fucking but this shit is getting hot we're we're past the it's getting hot zone we're officially in like the we're hot we're boiling like stuff is going down you know what i mean like down. like people have already been revealed as being the bad guy oh yeah Well, there's that, there's some fucking crazy
1: time travel shit going on. Yeah,
0: no, yeah. People finding themselves. Groups are splintering off.
1: Yeah, it's, this is.
0: So there's nothing bulletin board material that we got to cover today.
1: You get a background on a villain.
0: Yeah, it, I'm telling you, it's going. It's, it's already hot. We're in the hot zone now. Mm-hmm. We're in a volcano right now. So mm-hmm. let's skip bulletin board material. I, we don't have anything to take care of. Mm-hmm. We're going to hop right into the rundown of the episode, starting with episode five. All right, episode five. We begin with a
1: time lapse of Five's life during the apocalypse. One morning when he's enjoying breakfast with his wife, Dolores, a smart-looking woman dressed all in black, approaches him. She holds a briefcase. In the present, Five informs Luther of the impending apocalypse. He also mentions that the siblings all die together trying to stop it. Halfway through their conversation, Diego barges in, blaming Five for the death of Detective Patch. This prompts the time-traveling teen to catch Luther up to speed on his past as a time-traveling assassin and the revelation that his former employer is interested in ensuring the apocalypse takes place. It is just as Five is about to assassinate JFK that he finally figures out how to jump back in time to the present day. Meanwhile, on a bus riding around town, Klaus also returns to the present day. Still clutching the time-traveling briefcase, he now wears very worn in military fatigues and dog tags. He destroys the briefcase once he gets off the bus. Hazel and Chacha are informed that their briefcase has been used for an unauthorized round trip to 1968, which galvanizes them towards confronting the Umbrella Academy once again. Back at Vanya's apartment, Allison warns her sister to be careful around Leonard. Instead of taking her advice, Vanya meets meets Peabody for coffee, where she lets him know that her orchestra is holding auctions for the first chair ever since the original woman disappeared. Five finds Klaus disoriented in his room and quickly realizes that he's suffering from time travel side effects. He finds out that Hazel and Chasha are missing their suitcase and sets into motion a plan to use this piece of information as leverage. After driving for a short while, Klaus has Diego to drop him off at a vet bar. Things don't go quite as planned, however, as the two of them find themselves in the middle of a brawl. Hazel returns to the donut shop where he has lunch with Agnes. The two of them find themselves opening up with each other, with Hazel going for the big handhold with his new flame. Big boss moves right there. Fucking... As a player. Hey, if you want something, you gotta go for it. Exactly. Waiting outside the shop are Diego and Klaus, who eventually see Hazel leaving. Diego informs Klaus that he's responsible for Patch's death, and Klaus recognizes him as the man who tortured him. Vanya auditions for first chair, where she plays for her violin without medication for the first time. Unbeknownst to her, an energy radiates off her that strongly influences the conductor. At the same time, Allison breaks into Leonard's house, but is only able to snoop around for a bit before he comes home. Meanwhile, Five is able to organize an exchange between him, Luther, Cha-Cha, and Hazel. Seeking to recover their briefcase, the assassins contact their superior per Five's request. While both parties are waiting, Klaus and Diego literally crash the party in a stolen ice cream truck. Ship pops off, but before any real damage is done, the higher up arrives and makes a deal with Five. He returns to the agency, the Umbrella Academy survives. Five and the handler disappear. Luther, Klaus, and Diego escape and Chacha and Hazel are left in the middle of nowhere with no suitcase. Vanya meets Leonard at his house and proceeds to tell him that she was able to get the position of first chair. The two celebrate, and in the process, we catch another glimpse of Vanya's power. Her energy drifts up to the attic, where we discover the body of the missing violinist and a journal labeled only with RH.
0: Alright, at the start of episode 6, we find exactly where Klaus went the night he disappeared from the bus. He lands in the middle of 1968 Vietnam, still clutching the time-traveling suitcase. A short montage reveals a budding romance between him and a fellow soldier. Back in the present day, Luther informs the family not only that the apocalypse is happening in three days, but that all of the Umbrella Academy died the first time around. Hazel and Cha-Cha finally make it back to their motel room where they receive a message from the agency informing them that the contract on number five has been terminated. Cha-Cha also personally receives a message offering immediate extraction for the termination of Hazel. Meanwhile, the handler shows five around the premises of the agency. She explains to him the logistics of the agency, how they work to correct and maintain the preferred timeline, and other such matters. Vanya and Leonard arrive to the mansion to find that the rest of the siblings are having a family meeting. Originally planning to invite them to her first performance as first chair, she instead accuses them of leaving her out of the important matters once again. She storms out. Allison tries to go after her, but Luther stops her, saying there is no time. Leonard and Vanya storm down the street, cars trembling, lampposts bending in Vanya's direction, when Leonard points out that all of this is happening because of her. Vanya follows him back to his place, still in disbelief. Back at the agency, Five is able to demonstrate his talents and establish trust with the handler. All the while, he learns the procedures of the building. We find Chacha and Hazel in the middle of the woods, having a heart-to-heart. With his back turned, Chacha pulls her pistol out on Hazel. Both of them return to the motel, however, revealing that she was unable to shoot her partner. Searching for a way to stop the apocalypse, Luther discovers that his last four years on the moon were for nothing. In an attempt to cheer him up, Allison takes Luther to the same spot they used to hang out as kids. They rekindle their lost friendship, and perhaps even more. While fighting through his withdrawals, Klaus relives the horrible moment on the front lines when he discovered Dave dying of a bullet wound to the chest. While out on their date, Luther and Allison finally make the jump into semi-incest, kissing for the first time. They head to the airport so they can catch a flight for Allison's daughter. Five uncovers a directive labeled Protect Harold Jenkins, and it is revealed that he's the one responsible for the Kill Cha-Cha slash Hazel directives that coincidentally result in Hazel knocking Cha-Cha out. This is when shit gets a little complicated. Five is discovered to be working against the agency's best interest. The handler chases after him, gun in hand, trying to kill him. Meanwhile, Vanya finds her father's notes about her powers hiding underneath Leonard's bed, and at the same time, Diego's mother reveals the true fate of Hargreaves to him at the park. When Five escapes, however, he destroys all of the time-traveling suitcases, and this reverses time so that everything, including Luther and Allison's kiss, including Vanya's discovery of the notebook, and Hargreaves' fate reveal, all being reversed so that they never happen. Five returns to the present time to inform the Umbrella Academy that they must kill Harold Jenkins. Episode 7
1: starts with a short biography of Harold Jenkins' childhood. We learn that he was born on the same day as the Umbrella Academy kids, though to a woman who had a completely normal pregnancy unfortunately for the world she dies during the delivery giving birth not just to harold but also to an abusive relationship between him and his father seeking salvation harold attempts to enroll himself in the umbrella academy but he is spectacularly denied harold then returns back home and kills his father with a hammer (laughs) in the present day we find that harold jenkins has recently been released from some sort of juvenile facility he immediately heads to the Umbrella Academy mansion, where he spots Klaus ditching his father's journal in the dumpster, the same journal that reveals Vanya's true powers. The family meeting plays out much like it did in episode 6, only it's number 5 trying to galvanize the team, and Luther splintering off from the group. Back at Hazel and Chacha's motel, we find Hazel receiving a directive to kill Cha-Cha, much like the one that Chacha received about him. Diego speaks with a connect inside the police department to obtain any information regarding Harold Jenkins and in the process learns that he is the primary suspect in Detective Patch's murder. Searching for someone to help him get sober, Klaus finds Luther, drunk off his ass and pitting himself for his unnecessary mission to the moon. Klaus tries to be the responsible one, but it's futile as Luther storms out of the house in search for a hide to take his pain away. Diego, Allison, and Five break into Harold's house, who they now know as Leonard, and try to find anything on him. Five collapses to the floor, revealing that he was injured in the escape from the agency. Vanya and Harold arrive to Harold's family cabin, where he plans to uncover everything Vanya is capable of. Back at the donut shop, Hazel asks Agnes if she wants to run away with him that night. She agrees, and the two kiss for the first time. A content Hazel heads out to get Chinese food for Cha-Cha, who's been watching the exchange the entire time. Klaus is finally able to track Luther down to a rave where he finds him drunk and drugged out of his mind. He gets down on the middle of the dance floor with his gorilla torso out for everyone to see. In the midst of the booming music, Klaus sees his lover once again dying on the floor. <laughs> Diego and Allison are out looking for more information on Harold when a squadron of cop cars surround them and arrest Diego for the murder of Detective Patch. Harold and Vanya work on developing her powers, but when her attempts come up empty, Harold instead invites her to dinner in town. Harold returns to the motel room to find that Cha-Cha is not there, but the burnt remains of his kill directive are still in the trash bin. Cha-Cha returns shortly thereafter, and Hazel does her a fucking bamboozle, knocking her unconscious with the butt of his gun. Thought he was in the shower, yeah, right, with the door open. Back at the rave, Klaus pretends... Just all into it. Back at the rave, Klaus prevents a jealous boyfriend from attacking Luther and winds up killing himself in the process. He talks to God, who tells him that he's not wanted in heaven, so after speaking with him, Klaus is to return back to the land of the living. Thinking he is finally going to communicate with Dave, Klaus steps into a barber shop only to find his dead father. The two have a conversation in which Klaus learned that he's only scratched the surface of what he's capable of. He also learns that Hargreaves killed himself so that the Umbrella Academy may once again reunite. We find Vanya and Harold leaving their dinner spot when three ne'er-do-wells harass Vanya and beat up Harold. Vanya unleashes a wave of energy that blasts the three men away. Cha-Cha comes to and finds that she is tied to a radiator in the motel room. Hazel informs her that he plans to run away with the love of his life, and Cha-Cha promises that she will hunt down both of them and kill them. The episode closes with Vanya in the hospital looking over a broken herald, a patch covering his eye.
0: Shit. Wild. Even more stuff happened in these episodes than in in the last three. Oh, yeah. Like. Yeah, the last three were like character development. This was like story
1: development.
0: Yeah, Also, yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff happened in these episodes also because, like, they go back in time. So it's like you get mm-hmm, double mm-hmm. <laughs> double the yeah. possibility of, of things happening, mm-hmm. which I'm really jealous <laughs> of because every time I'm trying to write a story or I'm working on, like, a project or something and I want, like, I'm like, oh, should this happen or should this happen? I wish that I could, like, flesh out both ideas and then pick out which one is cooler or whatever. You can literally do that with the Umbrella Academy with time travel. Yeah. Like, everything that happens at, at the end of episode, what is it? six Mm -hmm. it just gets reversed and it's Mm -hmm. just like oh this didn't have to happen it's like kind of like a cop-out like Mm -hmm. but i also really liked it too because especially the vanya finding the the notebook scene because you're just like oh my god she's like she found out but now she unfound i know dude i was uh when
1: everything went back i was like wait 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 like like "No, no
0: yeah dude all right, so jumping right into our first category of the night, top 3 scenes. We're breaking the rules already. In our top 3 scenes, we're actually going to have six scenes <laughs> that happened throughout the three episodes that we watched just because there was a lot of there was a lot of good scenes. A lot of shit. And more than just the music sequences, which is surprising because usually we just list off the music sequences that we had. There wasn't actually yeah. a lot of them in in these three scenes. No, but not really. Let's go ahead and just jump right into it from episode 5. I have the uh, the Klaus and Diego fart- fighting in the bar. Farting in the bar? Farting in the bay. <laughs> Klaus and Diego farting... <laughs> <laughs> Klaus and Diego fighting in the bar. I really like. Yeah, me too.
1: Or, I, I just like the whole Klaus Vietnam storyline.
0: Yeah, just... Because it was like an instant growing up that he did. Like another, could, another just benefit of time travel where it's yeah. like, it just, oh, now our character is way different, but it's... You know it's explainable because he was gone for ten months. To him, I like the scene one because like the fighting was cool and badass, and like you said, the like you see how how pained he is, like how much this guy Dave meant to him. Mm -hmm. But also any scene that I can get, I think my favorite combo is is Diego and Klaus, just because they they both have lost someone and they Mm -hmm. both don't know how to handle the situation. They're both kind of smartasses, but at the end of the day, they're serious like all right. But they both care about each other in like in like a in very nuanced, you can't really tell ways. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell that Diego really like wants to take care of of Klaus like when he's like my body's a temple, you know, and like I got a six-pack or whatever he's yeah. saying to him like he's kind of trying to nudge him in the right direction mm-hmm. and like or just the fact that he comes
1: into the bar in the first place.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like to actually like that reveal where where you see Klaus staring at the picture, and then you see the vet kind of, like, Get eye, up, eyeing and then him. the hand, yeah. yeah. and then it's just the hand, and you think, like, things, shit does pop off, but not at that exact yeah. scene. Because you're like, oh, man, Klaus is about to get his ass whooped, but now he has Diego then. And I, I
1: wasn't thinking about it when I first watched it, but the vet's like, like, you're not one of us. And I was like, how do you know? But then I'm like, oh, because he would be that age. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why why...
0: Klaus wasn't, like... Like, just look at this picture right, right here. here, bitch. I look <laughs> exactly at my, the same. Look at my outfit and this picture. But, yeah, but that would have opened up a whole, like a whole other can of yeah. worms. Of like, yeah, that's what, Why, yeah. what, why, why haven't How? you aged? <laughs>
1: Found some secret Vietnamese herb or some shit.
0: Yeah, I would have liked to see Diego throwing pool balls and just curving them. Curving them? Yeah. But that would have just been like an unnecessary...
2: Completely Killing kind of
0: people with pool balls. Also undoing like the character growth in that scene and just <laughs> making it like a badass fight scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like we said last week, this is like the one of the glimpses that you see of Klaus being able to take care of his, himself like in a fight situation. Um, but yeah, all, I mean, all around good scene, good start to our mm-hmm. top three scenes out of six. The next scene that I have is Vanya auditioning for her for her first chair, like that, that discovery of her powers. I don't know about you, but when I watched it, the, f- the, 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 the second she started playing, I was like, dude, something's about to happen. Like, oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, but like they're lingering too much on this performance. Mm-hmm. And like, she's getting really into it mm-hmm. and like a laser beam or something is going to shoot out of her, her violin, but you know, something's going to happen. And then like, it's like kind of interspersed with other things happening, but the more she gets into it and then like this weird, like sound wave echoes off of her and it like it touches the people and they kind of start paying attention to her and yeah. at first i was like oh i guess her her power is like rumors power but with music like she can mm-hmm. influence people to do what she wants but with music instead of like saying i heard a rumor kind uh-huh. of thing uh-huh. and it's not until like later episodes or even later on in the in in that specific episode that you understand what her power is but even not understanding what her power is just that revelation of like Oh shit! She has a power. She has powers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a really cool reveal in a in a really in a really kind of subtle way. Like it's not her like being like no stop and like she stops like a train or something. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like she's discovering it by being herself and like loving what something about herself that she does, mm-hmm. which was really cool. But it also brings up the question of like, did her dad know like who like what the hell? how, how did he like how did this go undetected? You know what I mean? Yeah. The third scene that I have from this specific episode is the, the time stop meeting between Five and the agency woman. Mm-hmm. Did you want to uh, say a few words about that real quick? I just
1: fucking... I just... Uh, I liked that... Well, I liked the time stop, and then just the fact
0: that, like, Five kind of clutched the whole... Oh, hell, a big time clutch by this kid. This. Yeah. This actor, sorry to cut you off, but this actor is so good at playing an old man stuck in a 30-year-old oh, yeah. body. yeah. I know. Like,
1: yeah, f- definitely. But I, I just like how it was supposed to be, you know, Luther, Five, Hazel, Cha-Cha, and then obviously Five has them call the Handler. But then you just hear "Flight of the Valkyries." Yeah, dude, on a fucking ice cream truck horn, and you're like, "Wait, wasn't there an ice cream truck in the last Klaus and Diego?" Yeah, scene? didn't didn't
0: Hazel just say something about an ice cream yeah. truck and like Diego hiding behind it or whatever? Yeah. I like that whole scene of it just approaching and everyone is like, like "What the fuck?" And then super it's high stakes, like big time meeting, and then Bent, everyone's just like, "What?" Dead Ben's there, just like laughing yeah. and shit. Yeah, <laughs> and then Klaus passes by luther and five and he's just like waving all happily and both both luther and five are just like what in the fuck like where do you what are you guys why doing are you here? guys here yeah i'm also like a a slut for any time when mute when time slows down and like mm-hmm. everyone kind of just freezes in place i don't know why what i like about those scenes but when that happens and then like someone and moves, somebody moves a bullet it's, yeah, always, dude, a bullet movie. it's shit, always a bullet moving. it's always a fucking bullet moving, dude it's it's yeah. awesome but i like how like even even like the color like it gets more like sepia toned or something Mm -hmm. like it it's just like a great scene the way they shot it and the way they the way it plays out and just all of that i also like that scene too because cloud you see five not klaus you see five fighting hard for his family Mm -hmm. which is like he doesn't care about anything all of the time but like yeah
1: sometimes you wonder like before this like fuck does he even give a fuck about them or is he just here for the apocalypse but then you see in
0: this one him like actively trying to save his family to the point where i'm like why does like i'm surprised he even cares about stopping the apocalypse because just like how much like the people that he's killed like the kind of person that he is how like better he thinks he he is than everybody else like why does he even care if everyone dies kind of thing yeah but then you kind of realize like he really only cares about stopping the apocalypse because of his family Mm -hmm. like all these other people dying i mean obviously would suck but he's probably more concerned about saving his siblings yeah. Then more than anything. Mm-hmm. Which is a good nuance that he has in his... In his character. Just because he's been alone for forever. So how does he still have so much love for his siblings <laughs> that he hasn't seen in like 50 years? Kind yeah. of thing. The next thing that I have is from episode 6. It's the only like top scene that I have from episode 6. And it's Luther and Allison's dance scene. I like how like classy and romantic it is with like those like the vine the, lights, the yeah. light vines coming down Yeah, and all like, the lighting's really like surreal, like it, romantic. Yeah, it looks super romantic and then they just like start doing these weird like <laughs> they they look like two people who were practicing for a talent show at school and like they're not all the way there yet, yeah. but they're like having fun and like just this is weird popping and locking but at the same time like really romantic. Also, the entire the entirety of the show, like since episode one, I was always like, I feel like there's a thing between them. Like they have like a thing. Oh going yeah, on. yeah, yeah. It was definitely, uh, I, I, from the get go, I was like, oh, some fuckery here. And I like that they that they finally like acknowledge it because mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm a sucker for love. Uh huh. Might as well admit it, you know. So anytime two lovebirds come together, even if they've Thought they were brother and sister. Well, they they knew they weren't brother and sister, but they lived as brother and sister. Yeah. so that's, that's a little questionable, but that's the questionable part. If Lewis or if Clueless, not Lewis. If Clueless could do it, then <laughs> if Clueless could do it, <laughs> if Clueless could do it with Paul Rudd, then they could do it with Allison and and Luther. <laughs> but then it gets all just reversed, and that kiss never happened, which is heartbreaking. Another like that's a, that's probably the second most heartbreaking scene for me behind vanya finding out the or finding the the journal and then it being reversed oh the next yeah. like most devastating for Fun. me is them kissing and then that be, that being reversed because now they're back to square one of like both trying to hide their emotions for each other
1: that's over klaus and his dead fucking love
0: <laughs> in, in vietnam i guess because that, that was actual and Trula. getting sober yeah. in the process and he get all that gets reversed you know what you convinced me getting to see his his dave again yeah yeah, that's sad. You're right. It's a little more sad than incest love, but you know. <laughs> hey <laughs> The next scene that I have written down is from episode seven. It's just I'll let you take it away. It's your favorite line of the entire show.
1: You want a little background?
0: No, just say the line.
1: <laughs> Alright, you
0: had me at Gerald Jenkins. <laughs> so five <laughs> comes back and comes back from the future. And he ha- just so happens to land at the Umbrella Academy right when they're having that family discussion about how the world is gonna end in three days and they need to like be a team and he's galvanizing his whole family and and they're gonna stop this because now he has them on their side and they're they're gonna do it, man. And everyone's just like, Yeah, all right. For <laughs> sure. Allison's just like, All right, I mean, yeah, I don't got nothing better to do. Yeah. But. And everyone's like not as hyped about it. Yeah. And Diego's just like, You had me a Gerald Jenkins. You <laughs> have me a Gerald Jenkins. <laughs> it's Harold Jenkins. <laughs> ah, whatever. Like I like how I like how inspiring his speech was to stop the fucking end of the world and they're all just like no, all right, whatever. I mean, yeah, I didn't I really have anything else to do.
1: I do to do, except for fly across the country
0: to get my daughter. Except for Klaus. Klaus is just like, yeah, I got... I mean, Klaus okay.
1: is like, ah, actually, my schedule's chock full of stuff.
0: Both times. I'm just surprised, like... I'm so, used, I'm so used to, in movies and TV shows, people being like, yeah, we have to do it because it's right. And we're going to stop the end of the world because it's right. And no one else can do it. And we have to do it. Mm-hmm. But it, both times in this show, it's like, know, oh, I'm going to stick around, and I don't really feel like doing that. Like, it's so, so such a breath of fresh air that they, that they were constantly raised to stop the end of the world, that when that actual end of the world comes, they're, like, jaded by yeah, it already. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the last one that I have is Klaus talking to God when he dies. Mm-hmm. First of all, I love that it's a little girl on a bike. Mm-hmm. It's different from the comics. In the comics, it's actually a cowboy. He dies and like when he gets woken up, he's like in this desert. It's all black and white too. But he like gets up in this desert and this like cowboy walks up to him and they have the basically the exact same exchange of like, like I don't really want you here, (laughs) and like what like or or, and then Klaus being like, oh you're real or whatever, and God being like, yeah, what did you think? And he's like, I I don't know, I'm agnostic. So just the whole every exchange is the same. But I like. I can't tell which one I like more, the, the the cowboy god or like the little girl on a bike god. They're both pretty lit. Yeah,
1: little girl on a bike's more like out it. there. I think, yeah. So. yeah,
0: throws you off more. Kind of to the point where I mean, I'm I'm also dumb as hell. So the first time <laughs> I watched it, I didn't realize I didn't make the connection that 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 was God. Oh yeah, I me mean, neither. Just because or... I've ne- I mean I've never seen that representation mm-hmm. style of God. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've always just pictured Morgan Freeman. <laughs>
1: Same, honestly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna lump that in with with talking to his father. Just that whole like walking into yeah. the barbershop, mm-hmm. crazy scene where you learn, where you finally learn that Hargreaves killed himself. Yeah, that was heavy. That was heavy. That the one line that I, if I could distill it all down to one thing, is just where classes like you couldn't like pick up a phone. Mm-hmm. And his dad's just straight up like, Would you have answered? And Klaus is just like, oh, Fuck, you're uh, you're right. I yeah. would not have little glimpse of like how much Hargreaves cares about the Umbrella Academy actually like fulfilling their goal. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you didn't already know, if you'd like had any idea that he was just trying to do this because he's like a kooky crazy old man that like <laughs> wants to be famous or something, uh-huh. you now know that like he takes the end of the world seriously, you know? Yeah all right so up next we have our most important scenes so we just did top favorite scenes or like the big scenes notable scenes Mm -hmm. but for every episode we are trying to choose that one specific thing that happened that like drives the story yeah or like just changes shit Mm -hmm. shit goes down whatever for episode five we have vanya auditioning and finally unleashing her powers big moves big plays right oh there. yeah that's definitely the most important i mean that's like the most important scene of the show maybe you could convince me right it's at least at the, the top television of television and history <laughs> but we already talked about how great of a scene it was where you're just like oh shit she got powers like damn
2: mm-hmm.
0: now you know that like i mean did you make the connection that she would, that she was probably going to be Major player in the apocalypse,
1: oh not well, in the apocalypse, no, not really, or maybe not in on the side that she's on, yeah, you know, but I definitely like I definitely thought that she was gonna be you know important
0: in some way, I thought she was gonna be like their ace in the hole, like mm-hmm. where i don't i don't I don't know yeah, what the' too. like what yeah. the what the the cause of the apocalypse is gonna be mm-hmm. but yeah, I thought she was going to come in and save the day and like get everybody to like her and shit. Yeah, like she was going to be the Captain Marvel of the situation kind of mm-hmm. thing. But, I mean, spoilers, that's not really how it works out. But we'll get to that next week. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, her finding her powers, is big, big power move, obviously. Definitely. Get the pun. Episode 6. We got 5's
1: out from the agency. I don't know why I was going to say Academy. He's not trying to break out of his own family. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I mean, he yeah, did. When he actually a kid. did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So five breaking out of the of the agency. Mm-hmm. That shit was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I
1: liked the uh, the part where he's like fucking teleporting while she's shooting him. Yeah, and then she's like, "You don't have any more left." And then she goes to shoot and he has no bullets and you know or like, she has no bullets and you know yeah, he like, like counted. Yeah.
0: Because he just has a little smirk on his face. But also her like her being like, You can't keep this up. Like, bitch, you can't keep this up. <laughs> like you you should be talking to yourself. Yeah. But yeah, I know exactly what we're talking about, where he like is like I was like, Bro, why are you just standing there? You can't teleport out of the way before he just she has pulls like the a trigger. Smirk. Yeah. I'm telling you, this kid is so good at just being like a a fifty-eight-year-old well, trapped in a thirteen-year-old's yeah. body. It always
1: kind of gets me too. He's like smart as fuck. Like yeah. this man is like a legit, like doctor. Genius? Yeah, yeah, gen- yeah. He's like a mathematical genius. Yeah, uh, history, like just all sorts of shit. And but you just see him as like this, you know,
2: this child. Fucking, it's like so yeah, hard to little little take him kid, seriously. Twelve-year-old like boy.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna say that that's the most important scene of the episode because. It, I mean it it does kind of shut down the agency for a while and it like shakes things up a lot but also it reverses the major reveal of yeah. of the Hargreaves journal that mm-hmm. Vanya finds like mm-hmm. if he if he didn't do this then maybe the apocalypse would have been avoided cuz she would have been like what the hell Leonard like yeah and then she would have gone back to the Umbrella Academy and like it wouldn't have been as bad
1: yeah his fuckery would have stopped right there yeah so maybe. i mean
0: it might be the most important for the wrong reason, mm-hmm. but still an important scene nonetheless. For episode seven, we have Klaus talking to his dead dad. I think more important things happen in episode seven, but for me, just I'm tra- I'm kind of trying to think ahead here. Well, this kind of gave you some clarity. Yeah, I mean, you you learn Hargreeves killed himself, so there's nothing like malicious going on there. But you do learn that he that he he's taking the apocalypse seriously, so the kids should. But bigger picture i'm kind of just thinking like klaus like dying and getting a heart-to-heart with his dad and finding out that his dad tells him that he's only scratched the surface of his powers Uh and from the comics we know that that's true that he has a lot more to offer like powers wise so maybe not in the short term is this the most important scene of the episode but like if there were to be a season two or a season three or anything like that like that could be a big a major factor because oh, yeah. when, when he says it, he's like, what do you mean? I've only scratched the surface. And I, th- I think he brings it up again so one again, once more, when he's talking to like his brother, mm-hmm. either five or Luther, I don't remember, but that's what I'm going to, that's what personally I would put as most important scene.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, you're right. It kind of doesn't give you any like resolution to shit right away, but it gives you, it opens up new like lines of like questioning. Yeah. Like the whole Klaus, like what the fuck are his powers? And it also gives you closure on the first mystery of the season, which yeah,
0: is yeah, the, the the whole reason the show starts. Mm-hmm. So MVPs of the episodes, like we do with the most important scene of the episode, the MVP <laughs> scene. We gonna do MVP characters.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Episode five, we have Leonard. And I hate Leonard with everything Fuck. that I have. He like deserves everything that he eventually gets. Yeah, to him. But he does work. But he does unleash Vanya's powers. He's able to like, he kills the first chair, steals her medicine, and like kind of just empowers her to be her own person. Which all of that works out into her, you know, auditioning and shredding the, the Fucking, violin. yeah, dude. Shredding that. Nar-nar. And it unleashes her powers. I mean, I, I guess you can also give it to, to Vanya for finally discovering her own powers. But well, she that's kinda, what I
1: was thinking but she didn't really do much out of, like in the way of accidentally or she, except for accidentally finding Yeah, out she inadvertently she gets yeah. her own powers. So like, but you find out that Leonard's behind this the whole time just like pulling strings.
0: Also, I'm inclined to give her mvp later on in the season mm-hmm. so you can't deny that that leonard it, it has a big hand in like pushing her towards yeah becoming the violin i also wanted to like maybe throw fives hat in the ring not as much but just because he's able to like finesse a spot back to the agency That's, yeah
1: like that whole the whole time stop scene he kind of yeah. just clutches shit out
0: yeah i mean you he plays everyone yeah like Luther and he saves could- his Family. luther
1: might be dead in that scene you never know yeah there's a bullet going towards him like just, there's just a bunch of shit he saves his family and he gets a spot like
0: running i like basically, basically the right hand man yeah exactly yeah. like but even like to think like oh, i'm gonna take the clips out of both of these pistols and chuck them really far away move the bullet just all these little things like i probably wouldn't have thought of that i would have been like all right deal save my family deal and then start time again and then luther dies and like, <laughs> oh damn i didn't think about that yeah but I think Leonard's just his plan goes almost flawlessly yeah. in terms of unleashing her power. So I would have yeah. to give it to him for episode five. Okay, episode six. I want to give it to five though, just for the the entire just playing the agency. Fuck
1: yeah! Th- like blowing up all the teleporters on his yeah, way. Yeah, like out. just
0: fucks everything yeah. up. We find out that he's responsible for the kill, Cha-Cha kill, Hazel directives mm-hmm. that get sent out. That 500 IQ
1: fucking running out of bullets, teleporting yeah, move Yeah,
0: the, the entire thing, knocking out that poor woman, <laughs> just all these things. When I, I remember when I watched episode five, I was like, what the hell? Why would they say kill Cha-Cha for immediate extraction or kill Hazel for immediate extraction? Like, who, who sent that? Like, why would they want them dead? How does that make any sense? And then you learn that it's actually five who did it. Yeah. Also uncovers the name Harold Jenkins. That too. That's like a, that's the, the major thing that helps him kind of get close to stopping the apocalypse. So I I would give him, him it for six, but Leonard it for five. All right. The way that works out. I I feel weird about him being a two time MVP back to back, you know? (laughs) There's only room for one of those. Episode 7, I want to say Leonard again? Well, now what the fuck? <laughs> you want to give the worst bitch in the whole show two MVPs? Just because his plan works again. His, like, I mean, you don't really understand the significance of Vanya unleashing her powers on these goons at the end until mm-hmm. the next episode. But let's just say it's all part of Leonard's plan. All it, right, I it, mean, it I only, just
1: don't like him. Yeah, me know? too. But so like, I mean, it, but, he, I, but he does. Yeah, he, he's the fucking cause. Of, you know,
0: he's the things are going his way. Things are falling his way right now. You can't deny that.
1: Yeah. All right, I, I'll we'll give it to him again. But I mean,
0: you can't you, him. You can't give it to Diego. <laughs> he gets arrested.
1: Yeah. No, there's literally nobody else.
0: Like, yeah, that's really what I'm saying. So he's making big power moves, but. I feel good giving it to him just because I know what's coming towards him. Mm-hmm. Like I know what else he's gonna get in the coming yeah, episodes. So you're right. You're right. But episodes five, six, and seven are pretty much the Leonard show, which pisses me off, dude. I hate. I hate hate characters. Look at his
1: face, man. It just <laughs> sucks.
0: I hate hating characters so much, and everyone's always just like, "Oh, well, that's how you know it's a good writer because you hate the the characters." Yeah. Like that's how you know that's mm-hmm. what they're supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, fuck that. I want to like everyone. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to like sit here and be angry at Joffrey Baratheon. Like I don't want to like that Matt just... Damon. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, I do hate Matt Damon though, honestly. <laughs> Jeffrey Baratheon. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to sit here and hate them. So. I hate that that's it's the it's the Leonard show for this this episode. But you got to give it to the man. Yeah,
1: whatever. I'm fucking better not be on it next week at all.
0: <laughs> well, he's gonna be, but he's not gonna be an MVP. Yeah. All right, man. That was quick, quick little, uh, quick little rundown of your favorite Netflix original. The Better Be your Academy. fucking Favorite. We th- wanted to thank you guys for listening in once again to our episode episodes, mm-hmm. a little bite-sized just recaps of the shows that we're watching. Stay tuned for next week when we do episodes eight, nine, and 10, we're finishing out the umbrella Academy next week. And then we're going to have a, a week after that of just, maybe we'll take a break or something. But after that is when we really start heating up. That's when Barry is coming out. That's when game of Thrones Oof. is coming out. So there's Ooh. a lot of stuff on the horizon for the episode episode. So yeah. thank you for listening. Stay tuned when we announce other shows that we're going to be doing, if you want to have any comments, questions or concerns, anything that you thought of that you want to contribute to the show, you could always reach out to us at the crossfade podcast, JS at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter at the crossfade pod, all one word, all lowercase. You can hit us up on Instagram at the crossfade podcast, all lowercase, all one word, anything funny memes, funny down for memes stories how much you hate Leonard, I would love to read people just sending us in how much they hate Leonard. Fuck yeah. I'm and Luther. But we haven't gotten to why we hate Luther. There's a little bit of a glimpse of, well, of Luther. He's just a bitch, you know? He's always like, you get I a glimpse, one. Yeah, you get a glimpse of Luther being a shithead in episodes five, six, and seven. But I'm excited for next week, A, to hate on Leonard, and B, to hate on Luther. Fuck yeah. So, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening in. Mm-hmm. Laters on the men, Jay. This Peace. has been the Crossfade Podcast. Peace. Yeah.